Welcome back to the Hidden Healing Podcast, where we talk about the emotional healing that we have to do even after we have done therapy to get past childhood trauma. In the bonus episode for International Podcast Day, I talked about how I was having some emotional challenges this week, and I indicated that I was searching for the answers to my pain using my Google Podcast Player and the search tool at the top, and I was searching for answers to that pain. And today, I want to discuss what the emotional pain was and what I discovered to help me find healing. So about three months ago, I joined a support group of people that I was acquainted with and I had already known for probably about a year. And we decided to get together and support each other in making our podcasts. It was a pretty intense situation because we met once a week and learned about podcasting. We also had speakers come in and talk to us about different subjects in business and to do with podcasting. And we set dates for ourselves. I think it was like September 1st that we would have our podcast and publish it. I mean, I had great plans. I had plans of banking eight episodes and then publishing so that during the time my podcast was being published for eight weeks, I wasn't scrambling to get information and to, you know, write new episodes and record new episodes and edit new episodes. That was a really beautiful plan. But when the time came to publish my podcast, I was not ready. I had not recorded any episodes, but I decided to go ahead and do it anyways. You've probably noticed that most podcasts you listen to have music, the beginning and the end. Mine does not. I wanted to do those things, but it was super overwhelming for me. And I kept going into avoidance. And I said to myself, if I don't publish this podcast on the day I said, I'm probably not going to publish this podcast. So I went for it. I did it messy. <laughs> everything I did, everything I did was messy. The trailer for the podcast, I wrote like five or six times, but I couldn't put it into words. I couldn't figure out what to say. And I know that it was just a coping mechanism so that I would stop the thing that felt unsafe. And I totally understand that. I totally know that. So instead, I just got on and ad-libbed a trailer and published it. I don't think it was the best strategy <laughs> for publishing a podcast. And I definitely don't recommend anyone doing it this way. It's a lot of heartache, a lot of trouble, a lot of feeling pressure every week to publish a new episode. And it's not the best. But the thing about it is, I knew that my voice must be heard. I want to help women. I want to help women get to an emotionally healthy place where they don't have to feel in so much pain every day, so much pain of not fitting in or not belonging, loneliness, the people around them criticizing them or taking advantage and using them because they're overgivers. All of those things I wanted to help women with so that they didn't have to feel that. And also, I was that person. So I learned to shut my voice down and I want to share my voice more than anything in the world. If nobody listened, I think I would still do this. So I went ahead and I went forward and I did it messy and here I am. So the month of September is my first month in podcasting and it has been crazy. Just in case you're wondering, this is the kind of podcast where I take you along for the ride. So I share everything that I'm going through in hopes that you'll identify part of your life or something that you're going through can learn from my mistakes and where I grow. You can look at if there's anywhere you need to add something in your life to also grow. So September was a busy and stressful month, but it did include a lot of growth. 
First, it was the month that I published my podcast and I had one episode a week that I was producing on the spot, which also all of that includes having to promote each episode that I publish. That's a lot of work in itself. Also, I was volunteering in the community 30 hours. I had some issues with setting boundaries with the kids and their friends. And oh my goodness, boundaries are so hard for me to set. They're even harder for me to enforce, even with my own children. But then last week, I was having a really bad week. And I was stuffing all my feelings about the kids and my feelings about, even though it was a chosen place, of vulnerability and being seen with the podcast. And I was really hitting my vices hard, eating food um, just to feel emotionally supported, not being able to work on the podcast unless my stomach felt full. So I felt like I was a little bit safe doing the scroll on Facebook or Instagram for a couple hours at a time or feeling lethargic and needing naps and laying in bed. I hadn't realized it, but I was falling back into old patterns that I had of not being in the present moment. And because I wasn't In the present moment, I had fallen back into my old pattern. I was also super triggered by what another mom thought of me and what she thought of my children. And I was arguing with one of my sons. Um, I felt big time abandoned by him. And I'm so embarrassed to say that because I know that that's not even really healthy. Um, But falling back into old patterns, right? So in the bonus episode, I talked about how I was having some emotional challenges, and that was the challenging week I was talking about. And I went on my podcast app, which I use Google Player, and I looked for answers to emotional regulation or controlling your emotions. So the information I found is not new. It's information I knew and I needed to be reminded, and I needed to stop and look at what my behaviors were and just really assess because the month had started building up. And instead of being present and feeling things, sitting with things, I was just stuffing. I was, I gained 10 pounds this month and I was just using food to comfort myself and growing on the internet. And I know this term is overused a lot, but what I needed was mindfulness, right? Mindfulness is making a habit out of being present, stopping to notice um, how you feeling and what you're, what's going on with you. So mindfulness is super important and I've learned about it and I know about it and it's just getting back into the habit of using it. But I wanted to talk about uh, some of the reminders that I have because I think it's really helpful. We all need to sometimes be reminded of these things. A lot of times we think that the big choices are what determines our happiness. So, you know, the big choices like who you married or where you went to school or the job you turned down, things like that. But in reality, it's the little choices we make all day long, the things that we feel in our body that we ignore. So we go to the refrigerator and look for food or um, we go on the shopping spree, hop on Amazon, hop on social media, all the little moments that we have these feelings that come up and the decisions that we make. That's what determines our level of happiness. So there are a lot of negative emotions that we are afraid of, like sadness, shame, anger, embarrassment, um, being vulnerable, having disappointment. Those are all things that we try to avoid. But why are we trying to avoid those things? Before I've talked about fight or flight, 
And when our sense of self or our ego gets scared that something's going to change and it's going to make us unsafe, it often goes into fight or flight. But there are other words to put that in. And so I want to talk about those. Like, what? why are we avoiding these feelings? Well, one of the reasons is we're afraid that these feelings will come and they'll never go away. Um, that we'll just get stuck right there. Another reason is because it feels very overwhelming sometimes when you're triggered, when things happen and you get triggered. I don't know. It's the overwhelm that we get when we have things that come up for us. That also is the reason we avoid. And another reason is because we're afraid to lose control or to feel out of control. That in itself is something that we're trying to avoid. Because controlling is one of the ways that people with childhood trauma have learned how to be sure that they're always going to feel safe by controlling their environment or the people around them, the situations around them, which is one of the reasons we try to serve everyone around us is that we can, so that we can control how everyone around us is feeling and we don't feel unsafe because now we think it's in our control. But it turns out that it's really important to learn how to have feelings and sit with them because we build emotional strength and we build our confidence in being capable of dealing with things that come up in our life. It's a strength that we build just like a muscle. And when we have that ability and we experience those things, we experience more happiness as well. So when these things come up, we have to learn how to move through them. And so emotions are felt in your body for you discern them. And so what happens is we're, we have a trigger, an emotional trigger, and the chemicals in our body are released. And these chemicals cause sensations in our body. And it's these sensations that feel uncomfortable and make us scared that we're trying to avoid. And so we have to decipher these feelings and we have to sit with these feelings. Um, have you ever said, I never want to feel that way again? Well, that's probably one of the things that you need to sit with. And it's hard and it takes time. You can sit with those emotions and feel them, and then the feeling settles down. So according to um, a doctor who I will link in here, she says that it takes 60 to 90 seconds before the whole thing passes. It starts with a thought that you have, and it releases chemicals in your body that make your body feel a certain way or certain sensations. And then for this to pass, it takes 60 to 90 seconds for the whole process. We all have different levels of triggers, right? So hopefully we all have dealt with our initial traumas and have come to terms with a lot of that and processed a lot of that with a therapist. And so at this point, the things that are coming up are not quite as dangerous, but also the feelings are strong. And so we have to, you know, look at it and see if this is something that we can handle feeling at this moment. But just like anything, you start slow and you start with little things and then you work your way up. Now, when we have something like a loved one die, big grief like that, those kinds of emotions come up again and they come in layers and layers. So that's a different kind of grief that I'm talking then what I'm talking about right now, what I'm talking about is the triggers. Um, for instance, I was super triggered by knowing that someone thought something bad about me or 
bad about my children. That's like an example of a trigger that I can handle and I can sit with that. And had I been present, I would have reasoned that out. I don't know if you've heard this saying, but I believe this with all my heart. What someone else thinks of me is none of my business. In this business, you're always going to come across people who don't like you and they may not even know you. And that's okay. Not everybody is going to like us. I'm not everybody's cup of tea. So I would have immediately let that go had I been in my mindfulness state, but I wasn't. And so I didn't handle that properly. I just kept thinking about it, stewing on it, getting deeper and deeper into an emotional state so much so that when I was arguing with my son, he apparently said he thought I was emotionally unstable. Clearly, I'm not emotionally unstable, but I can see how he felt that way. It's been a while since I felt a little like out of control. And so he did get to witness that. And I am very sorry for that. But it happens, right? We have to also teach our children how to feel things and handle emotions as they come up. I don't know. When I heard that it takes 60 to 90 seconds before the whole cycle of an emotion passes, I thought, wow, I can sit through anything for 60 or 90 seconds. I can sit with the feeling of someone not liking me or the feeling of being vulnerable and everyone seen into my mind and into my life through this podcast. I can sit through anything. So that was really encouraging to me. In the moment that you feel the feelings and you want to start eating or drinking or scrolling, um, doing the things, here's another one. I don't know. Have you heard about kick, kicking the cat? That's what, that's what we called it in my family growing up, where something triggered you and you're angry or hurt or scared. Instead of dealing with your emotions, you go and you're grumpy with someone else, you snap at them and then they get angry and snap at someone else. And it's like a whole sugar chain until you're down to the cat and you kick the cat because that's the only one left in the house. That's an example of, of an unhealthy emotional reaction to being triggered. Those are all signs that we have an emotional response that was triggered in us and that we need to stop for a moment and be calm and sit with that emotion and like think about it. When I sit down and I notice something's going on and I think about it, you know, it doesn't feel great and it takes self-control to stop and do that. And I, I know that it's not easy, but to get out of the kind of pain that I have been in for the last couple of weeks, to not feel that, to not gain 10 pounds because I'm not coping with my life in um, presence and mindfulness, that is to me, we're stopping and looking at. I've spent this last couple years really being mindful about what I'm doing and how I'm feeling, working my hardest to be present so that I'm not living in fear of the future or regret of the past. Those things keep us stuck. They keep us sad and they keep us in this little prison that we put ourselves in that is not a happy place to be. So if you're new here or new to this line of thinking, but you heard me say prisoner and it really hit home with you and you feel like you're an emotional prisoner, but you're not exactly sure why, you would get so much benefit from just these two tools. The first one is mindfulness, and that just means to notice and be aware of what you're doing. So when you're eating, when you're driving, when you're cleaning your house, a lot of times we kind of check out mentally and just go into the mode of doing it and time has gone by and we haven't noticed. Stop doing that for a little while. Just start noticing what you're doing. Start being aware. Start being really present with whatever is at hand. And you can practice that specifically with one thing, like say 
when I wash dishes, I'm going to look at each dish and I'm going to look at what I'm doing and I'm going to consciously wash dishes. It's probably easier not to choose something like driving to the place that you go to every single day because we just check out automatically, right? So it might be easier to do when you're cooking a dinner that you haven't done before or if you go outside and take a walk around the neighborhood and just notice your surroundings and your choices of where you walk. That's being mindful and that's where it starts is just the noticing and being aware. Sometimes when I first started doing this, I would notice or be aware of something that triggered me and then I would kind of watch myself go through these negative coping strategies and I, I thought it was kind of funny, but it was just part of the step. So if you start noticing yourself doing certain things, that's okay too. Just start noticing. The other thing I would recommend is to take a minute two or three times a day and sit quietly and notice how you feel. And when I say you, I'm thinking about your body, kind of grounding into your body. Because a coping strategy that people have to avoid feeling unsafe is to dissociate from their body. I had to teach myself how to feel what it felt like to be in my body again. So sit quietly somewhere and just start noticing what do my toes feel like. Go up your legs, you know, feel your belly. Think about how your belly is feeling. What kind of sensations do you have? Do you have any feelings that come up or are stronger in one area of your body? And start doing that two or three times a day just being inside your body. Even if you are not new here, you probably need a reminder to stop and do that right now. So if you're not driving, take a moment, stop and do that right now. Thank you guys for showing up again. I have thoroughly enjoyed processing my hard month with you, especially last week, processing that and getting that out of my way. And I look forward to October being a month full of mindfulness, presence, and really just being inside my body. Well, as always, if you're listening to this podcast on Apple, please stop and leave me a review. It means so much to me and it helps grow and get in front of other listeners as well. And if you're listening on Spotify, please leave me five stars. That means so much to me as well. It also helps my podcast grow. I hope you guys go forward in this week being present and aware of what you're doing and how you're feeling and really just grounding into your own body. If you have any questions or comments, please reach out to me on Instagram at The Hidden Healing. And I have thoroughly enjoyed all the delightful messages I have received from you and all the feedback. It has been fantastic and really just made this journey a lot easier and more enjoyable. All right, I will see you guys next week back here.